I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Layman's Term Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. All right, here we go. A new week, new topic, a new series. series. Uh, We're talking about today um, these transitions, these uh, transitions in discipleship, transitions uh, moving closer, uh, moving closer to God, closer to who God created us to be. These transitions, and this week uh, we want to talk about moving from uh, from enemies of God to friends of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this this will be an interesting interesting series because it's really about your journey, right? Yep. Um, your faith journey, which I I connect with, you know, like because uh, it surprises me. You know, I I, th- I think sometimes you fall into a couple different camps of lifelong Christian, always believed, will always believe, don't know why people don't believe, right? And then and then wishy-washy on the fence, like, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a God, maybe there's not, whatever, right? But the in-between is so vast, right? That Like that oh. journey from, I mean, I don't know, to fully believe is like, you know, bigger than the ocean, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think some people, when they have this perception of – belief it's it's either or yeah instead of this lord help me believe in my unbelief right like yeah and and so um you know and you kind of get to a you know i'm gonna give a little secret out you kind of get to a point in your faith journey where you see the you see the people that are like i've always believed you know well you know blah 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 and you 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 kind of think to yourself well i'm am i crazy you know, like that I don't that I don't believe like them, right? You know what I mean. And so I don't want to say like you you kind of fake it, but you you kind of introspectively, you know, the people that are like wish you like the people that are in the middle, right? Usually don't walk around telling people, you know, I have doubts every now and then, right? Yeah, and you know doubts I mean? are the human experience. It's yeah. part of the it's part of our human emotional journey. It's part of our experience. And I don't think you're ever gonna I don't think you're ever gonna be doubtless, like yeah. Like even, even at that, you know, your, your sliding scale that you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. this broad spectrum, um, there, I don't think there's possibly a 100% arrived, like yeah. there's always gonna be closer, farther, mm-hmm. um, to go mm-hmm. in that, in that journey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why, that's kind of the, the, a little on, bit about on this, the, on this side of eternity. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's what really, uh, gets me excited about this, this series is kind of being able to discuss some of that, um, you know, that, that kind of, that journey of, of being, a, a not, not necessarily against God, right. But this, this, this idea of being an enemy of God or trying to do the opposite, right. Or, or not really following God and doing what God wants you to do, but doing something else. Yeah, being contrary. Be contrary. Contrary to the will. Right, exactly. Well, let's, uh, you know, we had some scriptures to frame this out. Uh, okay. We'll just, we'll just like, like rapid just fire it, it like boom, some fun boom, boom. stuff. Um, like Romans 5.10, uh, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. 
Um, so with that, we can talk about like a, a disciple is one who has repented of their sins and turned towards God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, scripture, also uh, John 15, uh, Jesus said this, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. And I think that is awesome imagery. Um, you're not, um, God's not a taskmaster. Yeah. Right. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a servant of God. You're not, you're not a cog someone in the that wheel. serves this, you know, the, you're not someone that serves God and just does what he wants you to do because you're part of that's the, it. Yeah. You, you, you understand the the plan, the business, right? Yeah. The, you understand the model, so then you do because you understand it. Correct. Right? I love so, I love the imagery of that. So uh, I've been thinking about that for a while, and I think it's such an amazing – because I, I think we, we had this John 15, I don't know, like a couple months ago, right? Um, and I've been thinking about it for a long time because – it's it's interesting the language because we talk about serving others, serving God, you know, serving, serving, serving. But this really kind of like reframes it a little bit, right? That you can still serve, but you're not a servant. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, here let's have some fun. Okay. Let's see if we can come up with uh, some anecdotes, some stories, a little icebreaker for you. Um, have you ever been, have you ever been at a business or, um, where, where the retailer or the service provider, um, couldn't actually deliver like the one thing that they're known for or they're responsible for doing? Oh, shoot. I was, I was reading a story about this and I'm trying to remember the, I'm trying to remember the business, um, but I can I can give you I can give you a, a, a probably a, a good generic example, which is like during during the COVID lockdowns, like that initial you know like four weeks or six weeks to stop the spread or whatever. Um, I guarantee you, there was a lot of service industry jobs of people that go into people's homes, like you know air conditioning, like you know, I think it was like the winter, so you know heating and air companies and other companies where people didn't feel comfortable with like them coming in their home. Right. So they couldn't really do what they were meant to do. You know, like think about, um, uh, somebody coming in to, you know, mount your TV on the wall for you or somebody coming into your house to, to clean or whatever. Right. Like people didn't want them in their house. So it's not necessarily that they were out of the ability to do it. It's just people didn't want them to do it. Yeah. What I think about what came to mind with, for me with this question is uh, we're, we're in Kansas City, you know, barbecue yeah. town, a big barbecue town, lots of great barbecue joints. And there's like a, there's like a trick with barbecue because you can't make more than the demand for barbecue. Right, because well, it's you're expensive. Losing money. Yeah, right? You're losing like, money on the meat. You're yeah, picking this but meat and you can't. Eating. But if you're constantly under delivering, yeah, and people you, stop coming, you lose your ability. You you know, and how often have you been in like the the barbecue? You've been in the barbecue line, right? Like the big line at the um, 
at the place you get up and you you get up the front and you're like, hey, can I get the burn ribs? ribs? Like, no burn ins, man. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll do the ribs. Um, dude, we're out of ribs. Um, how about the brisket? No, man, no brisket. And then you're like, okay, all right, fine. Just give me the pulled pork sandwich. That's not really yeah. my jam. Like, mm, we have chicken. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. You have <laughs> I didn't chicken? come here for chicken. I didn't come here for chicken, right? Could have gone to KFC. And then That's they're like, chicken. hey, but dude, we do. We have half chickens. And they take the whole chicken, they lop it in half, yeah. and they give you like half the left the or the right half of the chicken. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'll take the left half of the chicken. Take the left half. Uh, I was, we were at, we went on vacation um, down to Branson, and we went to this restaurant. I won't name the name um, for obvious reasons. Uh, but it was They're like not a, a sponsor. They're not a sponsor, and I don't want to cast shade on on for my one experience in this place. Okay. okay. Uh they it was like an all you can eat family style kind of it wasn't a buffet, but it was like you you ordered family style. Okay. Okay. And then they just brought and they just kind of like Strouds here yeah. in Kansas City, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But they just bring you more food. Um and we heard their mac and cheese was like the best. Right? Like it was like this place is known for their mac and cheese. You gotta go. It's so good. No mac and cheese. Hmm. Out. So, and, but they were out of like half the stuff. Like when we went like, I, you know, granted we, we, we were dumb and we went on, we didn't think about it, but we went on a Sunday at like five o'clock. Well, they probably had all the, the, the church crowds coming through mm. and it's a weekend and it's a touristy place, you know. Uh, but they were out of like, they were literally out of. Everything they were known for, mac and cheese, meatloaf, like some other stuff. So we we were like, well, what do you like? What do you have? Well, we got this, 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 this. Okay, bring it to us. Well, then the kids didn't eat because they didn't like any of the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, there's your example. Uh, can I go on a mac and cheese diatribe? A diatribe? I, I love me some mac and cheese. So you love mac and cheese. I love it. You make great mac and cheese. You've made I me. Do made me mac and cheese before yeah, yeah um you use the twisty noodles oh uh cap of capavelli mm, i think they're called twisty on the box twisty noodles <laughs> um, yeah, okay so keith uses the twisty noodles the twisty noodles um and so makes the his cheese can get inside yeah it. makes his mac and cheese with twisty noodles little uh crunchy breadcrumbs on top mm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it was really good mac and cheese now at the end of the day i have never understood the adult enjoyment consumption and fascination with mac and cheese like i'll have a bite like i had a bite of the old shells and cheese with the kids last night sure yeah Um, do you do the Velveeta with the yeah with with the little squeeze pouch yeah that's the best we have a we have a um this harkens back to to the 80s there's a meal that's in our household that is um yellow meal Okay. It's fish sticks, mac and cheese, corn. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so it's yellow meal. Yeah, so okay. if you're having everything's yellow. If you're having mac if you're having fish sticks, you have yellow meal. Okay. And it's you know. But um in and then that was my wife's chocolate. Don't ever invite me over for, ma- for, for yellow uh, meal for uh, fish sticks. Okay, the smell of it is just like because it harkens back to my childhood when my dad only knew how to cook fish sticks or goulash. And I love me some goulash. And I hate fish sticks because okay. it was more fish sticks than goulash. Well, here's my here's where I here's where I go down this mac and cheese thing. Yum, is yum. mac and cheese was in the box, craft, craft, blue box, blue box, or the quarter cup of great milk. value blue box oh, equivalent? Yeah, yeah. uh huh. 
Um, just final texture slightly different on on all accounts. <laughs> slightly, but that was a daily staple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd probably had five thousand servings of mac and cheese by the time I was ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I'm not interested in at your fancy buffet to to dive into some mac and cheese. It's for the kids. But you love it. I love I love mac and cheese, but I wouldn't go to a buffet and load up on mac and cheese. I no, I would, I'm, I would I'm telling you, man. Things. I constantly see all sorts of adults be like, "Oh man, the mac and cheese, great barbecue restaurants." It's on the menu. I know you have to have sides. You have to have sides. Okay, now let me let me beans let's, let's, let's back slaw up this for a second. Okay? Like I don't understand. About, I don't like coleslaw. Beans slaw I don't like fries. Coleslaw. I don't it's understand. Got, it's got mayo in it. Potato salad. But a potato salad if it's mustard based with mayonnaise. Not not okay with that. Uh, so mac and cheese, I think, is one of those things that if you just eat the craft variety a bunch, sure, you're just going to be like, well, it's mac and cheese, right? Um, but when you when you elevate that and you step that up, and you you get the Velveeta with the packet, the the creamy, yeah. you know, and now you're talking good. That's the next step. Now you're going like lobster mac and cheese. Is that where you're headed with this? I mean, you. Could, I just want the lobster or or. Um, Chicken, we had chicken strips, and I thought about, we had leftover Zaxby's chicken strips, and I thought about chopping those up and putting it in the mac and cheese and doing like a casserole with it. Dude, nothing better than that. No. See, my brother, you know, he, he was going to make brisket mac and cheese. And then we oh, realized we were brothers. And he's like, I'm not ruining brisket by putting it in mac and cheese. <laughs> Moving on. So you you asked you asked the question, have you, have you ever been part of a... Have you ever known a business to be out of yeah, my, whatever it is? Okay? That's how we got down the so, barbecue path right. of being like, what is it you say you do here? You should, when you're the rib joint and you're out of ribs, you should close for the day. I would agree. Now, this is my question for you. Like shoot up a flare. Like when the flare goes up, you guys in the they back They should have the a line. flag system. Yes. Out, outside, you know, where it's like ribs, brisket, and then like, or like a light system where they can flip a switch. No, and I the like light the flags. Through, it's kind of like, kind of like at the, the beach, down. you know, it's like safe oh, to swim, uh-huh. not safe to swim, yeah. get out of line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, let's get back to. Okay. So what kind of business do you think the church is in? Well, as as lay pastor, I would say the church is in the disciple making business. Okay, um, that's my answer. Um, now, my my question wasn't our church, right? It's the the ch- overall, right? So, I don't think it changes your answer. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, um, that's a tough question. That's a tough question because, like, some things popped in my mind. Um, making disciples was one of the one of the first. Uh, I think. Um, I think confusion. People hope. Confusion, you know, the confusion lies in people can think, well, the church is in the business of um, feelings. Feelings. Helping. Well, like I went out, you know, like hope, hope, right? um, comfort. Love. Love, support. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is in the community making business. Yeah, the entertainment business. Sure. Um, the good Christian morals business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Social policies. Uh, you know, uh, 
yeah, yeah, moral moral upbringings, mm-hmm. um, cultural, so socio cultural policy, business. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are some of the uh, misconceptions and mistakes and uh, deviations. Well, you can and you can see that you can see that deviation sometimes in various organizations, right? Um, and and to step away from churches for a moment, I th- I think about um, which I won't I won't name its name, but there was a not for profit that was that raised money for uh, service members that got injured in the line of duty, and they would you know help them with prosthetic mm-hmm. legs or like you know whatever you know whatever the VA couldn't help them with. Uh, and then it and then it came out that they were taking like, you know, these all inclusive trips to the Caribbean for business meetings and mm. spending all this money on stuff that didn't really follow the the mission the mission of what their what the organization was right. And so I think that you can you can see that in some churches as well, right? Like you can see. Either some churches going down that path or fully went down that path, um, where they confuse what their what their mission or business is with something else, right? Um, and I, I wouldn't say that it's terribly difficult to do. Um, you know, just getting those priorities out of line. Right? No, it's it's a pretty slippery path, I think. Um... I think you can see it once again, coming back to the food industry, I think you can see it time and time and time again with, um, with, with the fast food industry Mm -hmm. and the, and, and the shifts of, um, or gimmicks or concepts that, um, different industries will use or different restaurants will use to, um, gain new energy or gain new attractionalism or gain new, um, you know, they'll be like, uh, like one. Do you remember when IHOP announced that they wanted to be known for burgers? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they wanted. To, they wanted like best burger place. You know, come for breakfast. Breakfast in the morning. They're like, we're just, we're just gonna flip the P. Yeah, over, and we'll just be the international house of burgers. burgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, How long did that last? Like six months before they realized it was a fail? You know, but, you know, that's a little different because that's like a diner serve, you know, but it'd be like if... No, dude, I... Here's, it'd be here's like my if example. Chick-fil-A no, no. got into hamburgers. Like, like what are, what is it you here's, say we're doing here? Here's my example. Okay. Okay. It, it just it just makes zero sense to me. You got Taco Bell. Yep. They make tacos. That's right. They, it's in their name. They take uh, some kind of tortilla or hard yep. chip. Yep. And shove meat and yep. cheese yep. and vegetables in it and hand it to you. Exactly. Okay. That's that is the model. That's the model. Why do you have nacho fries? I understand they're seasoned like nachos, but it's a French fry. It is a French fry. Because potato olays were taken, Keith. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like just why do you have to have fries all of a sudden? Every there's every every place out there does fries better than you. Yep. Like every place does fries better. Know than your you. role. Know your role. Yeah. Serve me meat inside of some kind or of bean. shell or bean if you or want to bean or, or bean, bean if or you're, seven different layers. You know if you're if you're celebrating uh, you know Lent with uh, meatless Fridays, you can have beans. You know, but I'm just saying like. I think it's an observant, not a. So a celebration on them. <laughs> I guess that's true. 
inappropriate, not inappropriate, bad, bad choice of wording. If you're, huh? if you're celebrating, <laughs> celebrating your suffering <laughs> with, if you're celebrating your suffering with bean burritos, for, actually, that's, a, oh, if you're man. looking at something to give up, maybe it's Taco Bell and nacho fries. What's the point? All right. So if I say that disciple making is is the the, the business bis- of the, the bi- church the business how would you define disciple i would say i would say my personal right definition is someone that is committed to being more like or to be like the person they're they're being a disciple of, right? So you're following, you're learning, you're following, you're trying to be like the person you're a disciple of. So to get more specific, to be a Christian disciple, you would want disciple to of Christ. N- get to know and understand who Christ is. Yep. Then you want to like grow and become more like Christ. Not that you could ever be exactly Christ, right? But you want to be more like Christ. So, uh, And then you want to emulate and actually do the things that Christ did, like helping other people and, 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 you know, and then spreading that kind of discipleship to others. Right. So um, I I think it's a long process, right? Like you don't become a, a, disciple overnight but it's it's really understanding who they are knowing who christ is understanding understanding that mission understanding the vision vision, of of communicating the good news Mm -hmm. uh, letting letting the world know that they can the gap between them and god um created by our sinfulness can be closed through repentance reconciliation um and um, connection, um, belief, and faith in Christ's sacrifice for us. Yep. So uh, sharing that closure of gap with the world is mark of discipleship mm-hmm. in all the other paths growing towards not just in love and hope and generosity and caring, but actually understanding the message he came to deliver and also being able to deliver it. Yeah. And I would say, do you know, I, and I have this question for you. Uh, how do you know that you've become, you've made it, you're there? I have, I have the answer. You answer every question with a question and you use a lot of analogies. Hmm. That's a joke. Okay. That's a, that's a joke. Is that a stab? <laughs> No, 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 no. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Oh, no, no, I was just, Uh-oh. I was just trying to answer a question <laughs> with a question. Yeah. Well, what do you think it is? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what I, that's what I think. Um, you know, and and I think that uh, be becoming a disciple or at least like in the early, the infant stages of it, Mm -hmm. right. Is a commitment. 
right? And I think there's a difference between, there's like this difference between um, believing in Christ and being a disciple of Christ. And that the difference is commitment. Okay. Okay. Like you can, you can believe, you can believe in your, your whole mind, spirit and everything that there's a God. Jesus was the son of God, right? Crucified, part, part, resurrected, crucified, dead, risen from the buried, dead. Right. Rose from the dead. You can believe all of that in every ounce of your being, but not truly try to disciple or be like Christ. So right. accepting, believing, and accepting in the fact and reality of Christ's death and resurrection and overcoming sin on our behalf mm-hmm. um, is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. The launch point. Yeah. And that's that's the, okay, I... I the trailhead. That's the entryway to becoming a disciple, right? Because do you want to become a disciple of something you don't believe in? Example, okay? Uh, if you didn't believe in modern dentistry, why would you go to school to become a dentist? Mm. Like if you were just like, going to the dentist is stupid. I don't know why people do it. You should Ooh, just brush your is, teeth. I like this analogy. This is going to get deep because, see, I don't floss. Okay. Right? Right. I believe in good oral hygiene. Okay. But you don't floss. Yeah. And I have friends, will remain nameless, only brush their teeth once a day. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No. Sorry. I have multiple. I started brushing I have my multiple. teeth. I started brushing my teeth twice a day just I to wasn't see if even it makes talking a difference. About you. I know, but we talked about it on a previous podcast. Um, so why would you why would you go and become a dentist if you don't believe in modern dentistry? Right? Why would you uh, why, you know, if, if you, if you don't believe in, in, I don't know, cooking your own food or something, I don't know. Right. Why would you go and become a chef? Right. So you have to first believe in the, the mission of Christ to then become a disciple or decide to then follow Christ. Right. You can believe in the person and you can believe in the the ideology, not the ideology. You can believe in all the um, theological stuff, but then not follow Christ. It, yeah, and that's like that's like your worst case scenario. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, are you better to <laughs> like? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? I fully like, understand. I, all... I get it. I'm. I'm good. I'm just. Mm... That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. Well, I think I think what happens is people people spend too much time on the do I believe or not, and they don't spend enough time on the okay I believe, what do I do from here? Yeah, and here's my hot take: it's a it's a fake it till you make it. With if you get hung up on your doubts, and you let your doubts prevent you from practicing. Right, practicing your faith, mm-hmm. practicing putting into action uh, Jesus's commands, practicing um, loving others, practicing uh, serving others first, practicing that because you're still hung up on your disbelief or your your lack of um, 
your your lack of faith, if you're hung up on that and it prevents you from practicing, that's going to be a vicious circle of not going to complete the loop. Yeah. You got to, you got to act with the belief while the disbelief is still there. It's like building your first deck. Go you watch a bunch this. of YouTube videos? Go with me on this. Okay. Building your first deck, right? If you doubt yourself throughout the entire process, you'll never build that deck. Two, three years later, you'll have a half-built deck. Because, you know, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know how to put a ledger board in. Let me um, oh God, let me look it up. Let me think about it. Ooh, I'm really nervous to drill into my house. Like, I don't know. What if I mess it up? What if I mess it up? Okay, I'm going to think about it for a week, right? And then you finally do that. And then you're like, well, I don't know. Is this enough support? Is this enough? Uh, you know, can I, can I, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never poured concrete before to put in these pillars. What if I don't get it level right? What yep. if I don't have the right faith, tools? Faith needs action. Yeah. Use words, my father, stop talking about it and do it. Do it, you know. And hey, if you mess up, pff, you only drilled into the side of your house. Big deal. Woodpeckers do it all the time. <laughs> Woodpeckers do it all the time. Termites get in there too, so it's all good. Um, yeah. So I think that. Um, oh, it's interesting. It, it's, so we'll we'll wrap up with this because you okay. started talking about a little bit about we 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 uh, we talked a little bit about the Lenten season, right? Um, and then like the stages of reconciliation, right? Uh, regret remorse, repentance, reconciliation, right? Um, so regret, yep. I'm sorry for what I did, right? Um, remorse, I I feel bad and I wish I had done differently. Repentance, I resolve to change. And then reconciliation, I will make it right over time, okay? okay. I think the hardest one of those four is reconciliation. Yes. For sure. Right? 100%. Because r- regret's pretty easy to feel. Yep. I regret a lot of stuff. Unless you're right? a sociopath. Unless like, you're a sociopath. Regret's, a, regret's an easy one to, or a hard one to miss out on. Right. Remorse, feeling bad, wishing you had done something different. That's kind of like natural with, with, the, with the regret. Repentance is kind of a, an interesting one, could could be the hang-up for a lot of people, right? Uh, resolving to change, but I think I think a lot of people will do that, right? They'll be like, I'm gonna change, right? Well it's our it's the it's the social trope of the of the New Year's resolution. Yep. Like all the all the treadmill sets you know yep. they go out on the mm-hmm. they go out on the online ads, you know, in the month of December and yep. then they're back out there on the month of January. So for you, reconciliation, making it right over time, how do you go from repentance to reconciliation? How, how, how do you advocate for people to do that? Like, what does that look like in, in reality? To go from, from repentance. Repentance. Okay. I want to do differently to doing differently and making it right over time that that journey what's the best way to start that journey accountability 100% okay talk to me about because it. i feel that you can um 
you can regret personally no one's knowing you're regretting mm -hmm. you can be remorseful personally independently no one knows your your the remorse you're experiencing um you can uh between you and god you can you can repent you can commit yourself to doing better you can commit yourself to not backsliding to not making the same mistakes to not um to not sinning against others that that have caused you to have regret and remorse mm -hmm. you can commit um to that with god and then through his grace and mercy um you you attempt and you fail and you do the process over again yeah and that's the loop we get stuck in because it's so hard to move um, from that, from that, because the reconciliation requires this outside involvement of others, and that's the hardest step is to is to ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. to make the apology, mm -hmm. to start the conversation, to work it out over time. Um, the reconciliation. So, to that end, um, you have to get it out of the dark and into the light yep. to move from repentance to reconciliation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where accountability comes in. If I wanted, if I seriously wanted to make a step from repentance to reconciliation, I'd let you know about it, Keith. And I'd say, hold me accountable to this. I need X, Y, Z. I need you. I need you to lot, not let me dodge this one. Now, I will say this as well. That, and I'm, I, I have a pretty infamous statement that I use a lot. Right? If you say it, if you just say it, it's a dream. If you write it down, it's a goal. And if you share it with someone else, you have an accountability partner. Right. And so you can't just say. I'll make it right over time. I got this. You need to write it down, whatever the whatever the thing is. You need to write it down, and then you need to put it on public display, to your point, to an accountability partner. I like it. You can't just say it to your whoever whoever's helping you, you. We'll disagree. We'll agree to disagree. You write it down. Because then I'll be like, I never said that. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm like, here's the signed affidavit. <laughs> there you go. That is that is way all the time that we have for yep, today. It sure is. So I appreciate everybody for coming in and listening. Uh, we're going to continue this next week with uh, with the same kind of uh, from to kind of concept of concept. discipleship progression. Yeah. All right. Later. Catch you then.